0: Assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So, what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences, and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs, and in his unique and intimate Manner
1: makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. So, now, inshallah, I'm going to uh, teach the tafsir of this surah. So, the, word, the, the first word of the surah is tasbih, sabbih. To sabbih is command, imperative. Allah subhanahu wa the believers to do tasbih of their Lord. So, what tasbih means? So sabbaha is coming from the Arabic word sabaha yasbahu. Sabaha also means swimming. So sabaha also means to be away. So tasbih means to declare and to know properly, to learn properly that your Lord is away from any defect and any fault. So anything which can be criticized, anything which is faulty, anything which is defect, that is not appropriate to your Lord. So to make it very clear that your Lord is perfect and complete, and anything which is incomplete, anything which is imperfect, they never can be appropriate to your Lord. That Tasbih. Mean. Tasbih means to glorify your Lord properly, to no defect, no fault, nothing incompleteness, no imperfectness, He is perfect, He is complete. He has no beginning, He has no end. It, that what actually, Tasbih means. So means to declare, to, it, the other word you call Tasbih comes in the meaning of Tanzeeh. <coughs> There are two words in arabic language which come very closely in the quran tasbih and hamd like surah fatih starts with alhamdulillah rabbil Alameen. a surah kafi start with with hamd alhamdulillah alladhi anzala ala abdil kitab a surah uh, also surah al start with with hamd you can say some surahs start with tasbih and some with hamd and both are very important in, in islam because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught the people dhikr subhanallah walhamdulillah Walla ilaha illallah wallahu akbar. So, Tasbih is there and Hamd is there. What is the difference between Tasbih and Hamd? You know, to explain the difference, understand Tasbih belongs to the Zaat of Allah s.w. and Hamd belongs, you can say, to Sifat of Allah. Or you can say Tasbih means Allah is Kamil and Hamd means Allah is Mukamil. Tasbih means Allah is Kamil, meaning Allah is Kamil, complete, he has no defect, no fault you know, every, all, all his attributes and qualities, they are highest possible level nobody can imagine them so that is Kamal Afidat, his, his perfection, that is Tasbih, when you declare that, that is Tasbih and Alhamdulillah is Muqammil, meaning is, the one who is so Kamil he is the one who made also everything perfect and complete he made the human being such a nice way, he created the earth, he created the, the heaven so he deserves to be praised so Alhamdulillah belongs what he has done his action and how he completed everything and Tasbih belongs his own completeness so you can see Tasbih basically means Allah, Allah, that of Allah is perfect complete no defect no fault and then hamd means that Allah not only is perfect and complete He also makes things nice way He created the human being He created the earth So for what He has done to the people He needs, people need to praise Him and thank Him And how He is, you need to do tasbih of Allah So both are important People need to make clear that the Lord is pure of any incompleteness any defect, any problem And people also need to thank the Lord for whatever he has done to the people and to the whole universe. So that thanking and praising him is clear. So in other words, we can say, Tasbih and Hamd, both are praise of Allah s.w. Taala. Tasbih and Hamd, both are praise of Allah s.w. Taala. Tasbih is praise of Allah s.w. Taala as his being complete. And Hamd is praise of Allah s.w. Taala as his gift of giving to the people, of making other people complete, or other creation as complete. So Tasbih is for his being kamil and hamdid, for his being mukamil to make everything complete. Is it clear to understand the difference between tasbih and hamd? That's why tasbih comes in the, in the context of when you want to just praise your Lord, then tasbih comes. But hamd comes when you want to praise him with thanking. So you think really that what he has done to you. So, for example, Allah, Allah sent the Quran, so now you have to say alhamdulillah. Allah created you and he gave you eye and the air and all those things you have to say alhamdulillah, thank him. But when you say Allah has no son, Allah has no father, nobody equal to him, that is tasbih of Allah So whenever you mention Allah's completeness and nothing is equal to him, nothing similar to him, that is tasbih. When you make clear that whatever exists in the world is only coming from Allah and from no other source, that is hamd. So you say creator of the heaven and earth is Allah, We have been made by him, he shaped us, he formed us, he he sent the revelation, he sent the messenger, all belong to Hamd. But whenever you praise him for his that, that belongs to Tasbih. So people need to know both, they need to know what Allah is and they also need to know what Allah has done to the people. They need to know both of them. And actually basic thing is the the source of a very good in this world is knowing Allah as he is. If people know Allah as he is, then basically they get a very good thing. That why in the religion, it is very important that people make effort to know Allah as he is. Means Allah as much as possible. The so meaning is know Allah being the creator, being the master, being the Lord, being free from any fault. And also you know that every good that come to the, to, to the people and to anybody, it is only coming from Allah so and Hamd both are very essential for people being on the right path and for people having any good in this world. Another word I can say, the source of every good is Allah and his attributes, name of Allah and his attributes. If people understand his attributes properly, they will become right. And our problem always happened because people did not understand him and his attributes properly, that problem. People, some people made him like human being, they treat him like creation Some, What Allah does, people relate to something else To so what we are getting, getting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, People say, no, my idol, this idol, or this star, or this sun, or this moon, or this jinni He has done all the favor to me So that actually is going against the Hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can see all the problems that are happening in the world is Either people not knowing that of Allah wa ta'ala, Or people not knowing Sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or the problem that happening actually is either people don't know what Tasbih means or people don't know what Hamd means. So the source of every good is Tasbih and Tahmeed both. You glorify him and you also praise him and thank him properly. So Tasbih and Hamd both are praised. The difference is Tasbih means praising him as his being Kamil, complete and perfect. And Hamd means to praise him as his being Mukamil meaning it, in a giver the one who gives the people, the one who makes the favor if you accept like that and praise him like that then it is hamd so tasbih and hamd both are important and tasbih comes before the hamd first you have to know his dad, who he is that's why when the prophet taught the, in the tasbih he said subhanallah walhamdulillah tasbih comes and then you can say la ilaha illallah First, you have to make who he is and then after that you relate a very good thing coming from Allah ta'ala. so that is the meaning of tasbih and when people glorify their Lord and declare that Allah is perfect and complete and nothing equal to Him, this declaration and this prayer of Allah what is the best way for the prayer? The best way for the prayer in the Quran has been mentioned is the prayer, when people do the prayer. That's why sometime in the Quran, the word has been used for the meaning of the prayer because the prayer is the best thing which makes very clear that Allah is complete and Allah is one who deserves all the thanking and all the praise. So people thank to him, people bow to him, people praise him, that, that is the prayer. The salah and the prayer, that they are the most important way to do tasbih of Allah and also to do hamd of Allah. Like for some surah, the words, you know tasbih has come for the meaning of prayer. Like Quran said in one of the uh, surahs, فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ حِينَ تُمْسُونَ وَحِينَ تسبيحون. فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ حِينَ تُمْسُونَ وَحِينَ تسبيحون. do tasbih of Allah in the evening and in the morning so all the ulama say meaning it do the prayer in the evening and in the morning the prayer of the evening and the morning that is the tasbih so the best way of tasbih is the prayer because in the prayer you make very clear nobody is equal to Allah nobody is similar to him he is the most high and nobody deserves to be thanked and praised other than him you bow, you become most humble in front of him so that is the best way of Tasbih. that's why you can understand really when Quran says the command is the prayer so the word Tasbih has been used more generally but the meaning is do prayer and that's why the ulama said the best way of Tasbih is the prayer then after that reading the Quran and then after that any words which, which has come for tasbih like subhanallah, walhamdulillah. But the best one is no doubt the prayer. Because prayer actually with action, with thinking, with re- reading, with the body, with the mind, with the heart, with everything. When you pray, when you do salah, then every part of your body, it does tasbih of Allah Taala, And every part of the body does hamd of Allah ta'ala. That That is the prayer, salah, that is the most perfect way and most important way to do tasbih of Allah Taala. So, Quran is said, rabbi kal a'ala. and the Quran always you know, uses the word ism. Not, the Quran does, does not say, rabbi a'ala. Isma. why ism? Because that's that what we know. Allah's attributes are the one which are source of every good in this world. Ism means attribute of Allah, ta'ala. you know, His shifa. Because you know, His, his zat, we can't see Him. So we only know Him through His attributes. We know Him through His creations. We know Him that how he is so merciful how he is you know, so, uh, forgiving sins of everybody how he loves the people and how he is so powerful we only can know him through the attributes that's why you have to glorify him mentioning his attributes when you mention his attributes it means that you know him so when you say Allah is Rahman Allah is Rahim, Allah is Qadir or Qadir it basically tells that you know him these attributes and telling them it basically one step towards knowing Allah so that's why the Qur'an keeps commanding the people to glorify the name of Allah ta'ala. And then Qur'an said, Why Qur'an says Rabb? Why Qur'an does not say Sab- Why not ilah? Because the way is that you only can you know do something for a reason You know when somebody says that you know, this is your father look after him So when he says father and then look after him it is connected since he is your father you must look after him properly but if you don't say his father and just say look after him it does not make much sense you do, don't encourage him to look after him but once you connect you know, this is your father you must look after him then you know con- the connection is there so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands you to glorify him and to praise him to thank him Allah mentions his attributes uh, uh, Rabb, meaning is he is the one who created you he is the one who made you he is the one who is merciful upon you. He is the one who does everything for you. So You need to thank him alone. You need to praise him alone. So that Quran says, Glorify the name of your Lord the Most High. So the word Allah has come in the Quran three times. Once here, and once has come in Surah Al-Nazi'at, when, when Fir'aun said, Rabbukumul Aala, I am your Lord the Most High. He was lying. And uh, then uh, is also coming in Surah to layl when the Qur'an says, Nobody will get you know, anything to Allah to be rewarded except when people do the actions seeking the pleasure of their Lord who is the Most High. The Most High has been used here as well. So similarly in this Surah, You know, when you mention the Most High, you know, and you look at him. Then, in front of you, become the most humble, most low. You can see. You know, if you basically, if you are in front of someone who is a little bit higher than you, that is not not much difference. But if somebody is ha- highest possible you can imagine, then in front of you you come the lowest one. And that was the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That why when this surah was revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, "Make this one in your sajda So when you do sajda then say. Subhan Rabbi Al A'ala, because He is the Most High, then you need to say this word Most High when you are in the lowest possible form, in your side, on the and ground, most humble to make it. When the Quran was the Quran revealed, then the Prophet said in Surah Al then the Prophet said, Make it in your ruku. And when this, this Surah was revealed, he said, Make it in your sajdah This hadith this in Abu Dawood and in Majah. فرا محمد عقبه الله لما نزلت فسبح باسم ربك العظيم قال رسول الله الله عليه في رقوعكم فلما سبح ربك قال جعلوها في and when this verse came subbihismarabbikal ala he said make it your sajda. it has come from the prophet and from many many companions whenever they used to read this surah العلا, after that they used to say subhan Rabbi ala you can see how obedient they are we people also read this surah but we never think the meaning when Allah commands you to glorify your Lord the Most High then you say something so the companions and even the Prophet ﷺ, after reading they used to say you know just obedience doing, doing what Allah has commanded And then, you know, the thing really is, you know, Allah does not want really do much, you know, think properly. He just wants to recognize things as they are. You recognize that Allah is the most high and you recognize that you are the lowest. You recognize that He is the giver and you recognize that you are the taker. You recognize that, you know, He he has no father and no son. You recognize that you have got the father, son, son you recognize, you believe that he has no fault, no defect and you believe that you have got all the defects, all the faults that he wants from you, he just wants from you to know things as they are and once you accept that and you follow that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, becomes pleased with you, you don't give him anything he gives to you everything you just need to acknowledge, you just need to learn you just need to believe, that's all you know, he has given you eyes you just need to accept that Allah has given you eyes don't become proud, don't become arrogant Allah gave you the money and the wealth and the favor, recognize that and thank him. That's what he wants from He does not want to, that you give him something, no. He just wants to recognize, understand the source properly and I believe. So, and, and after that, the, you know, the reward that he's promising is, is so high. Once the people do this recognition and they believe in him and they thank him properly as he commands the people, then Allah Taala makes very clear, he will become pleased with them. And the reward will be the paradise. Think properly. He made you, and even actually he made you to thank him. And then after that, he is rewarding you. Even if you thank him for what he has done already, you can't thank him enough. If If he commands us to thank him for the favor that he has done, you know, for the eyes and for the ears, for the mind, for thinking, we cannot thank him enough. But when you thank him, he rewards you. Something more than that, another gift. So, you know, really amazing thing. You know, like one of the you know poets said, wasle jana bas bude he said, you know, the mata'a, the property, you know, and the, you know, the, the thing that the the favor that you're going to get by becoming near to your Lord when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes you nearer, and He's going to give you so much, you know, reward. You know, it is very heavy, very, 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 you know, very dear you know what Allah is going to give the people as a prize and as favor upon them when they, they become near to him you know it is something really very precious all the things that Allah is going to give the people is so precious he becomes happy with you he becomes pleased with you he gives you paradise and then he gives you eternal life life always all enjoyment in this world whatever life people get you know it. one day they are going to leave it but in that world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving the people so much favor and eternal favor anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving the people they are so precious and then the if Allah wanted to take your, take your life to give you that even that was cheaper if he had asked you that give your life then I become happy with you even then it is so cheap because you, you give your life and then you get eternal life he becomes pleased with you and then you paradise forever it is still cheap but he didn't ask all those things what he is asking you to know him to believe in him to bow in front of him, to obey him and even if you do mistakes in this thing he will forgive you when you do Udu, he forgives your sins when you go to the mosque, he forgives your sins when you pray, he forgives your, your sins you say Astaghfirullah, he forgives your, your sins, you do fast in the month of Ramadan, he forgives your sins you keep doing sins and he keeps forgiving you, you know something really how much he does to the people so the command of Allah is so, so simple ma glorify the name of your lord the most high meaning is know him as his. How, how he is how is he is the creator he is the maker he is the beginning nothing before him he is the last nothing after him he is all merciful that's what you know he, he has no father he has no mother he is the one he has no son he does not give he, he gives to the people nobody gives him anything to that what we know he is a kamithlisha and nothing is like him Nothing, all the things are created by him in a certain shape but nothing is like to him. So Allah can, he listens, but not as we listen. Allah sees, but not as we see. Allah has power, but not like our power. Allah has mercy, but not like our mercy. Allah has hand, but not like our hands. Allah attributes, they are as they are appropriate to Allah they're nothing similar to him. When people know this thing, he becomes pleased with the people. So, you know, and, and this actually, he created our heart. We can know how he is. So he says, glorify the name of your Lord, the most high. And then after that, Allah you know, makes very clear that what he has done to you, why you need to glorify him, what he has done to you. Now he's mentioning all his favors upon the people. Allah does not want to show and to boast actually that what, he, you know, what, how much he does. He just wants to show you how much favor he has done upon you. Just look at you, yourself. You know, just think really that, you know, you know, if I am 50 years old, 50 years back, I was nothing. I did not exist. Then he created me. And he created me with eyes, with the ear, with the mind, with the hands. And he created me with a father and mother. And he created me with a space. He created me with all the favors. Just think really that how much Allah Sahota does with everybody. So now he is reminding you, so you can have connection like for example if somebody does not listen to his father or mother then you tell the person you know they are your parent how much they have done for you how much difficulty they have how much hardship they have so when somebody has good nature when they're reminded then they become grateful and thankful to their parent Allah has done so much for the people so when people are reminded they remember and they thank him when they thank him it is not that he needs your thank Allah says very clearly he is Ghani, Ghani means he does not need your Ibadah, he does not need your Iman, does not need your Islam, does not need your worship, does not need you to thank him. No, he does not need. Quran says, He is, you know, above all, all that, he is always praiseworthy. If you don't praise him, it's Hamid already. When you thank him, when you praise him, it is going to benefit you. So now look at his mercy. You know, he wants you to recognize him, not to benefit him just to benefit you because once people know Allah Suhata properly then life in this world becomes so nice for them and also in the hereafter so that's why he's reminding people all the things that he has done to the people and how the relation of Allah Suhata is with the people So first thing he said no doubt really. when he's a Rab the so Rab basically means one who creates you who owns you and who looks after your needs properly does not abandon you in any stage of your life from your birth until your end every moment he is with you and looking after you and providing you anything that you need in our body inside it needs so many things we are not aware of that but he keeps providing even our mind and thinking Allah helps us how to learn and how to think So Rab means all that, but Allah is explaining that what he has done with us. The first thing he says is Allah, He is the one who created. Now think really, that you know he made the people, he made the human being, he made the animals, he created the heaven, he created the earth, he created everything. He created. You know our origin is from what? From the earth. But from the earth to make someone, to walk, to think, to understand, to move, is not easy. But Allah made the people from the earth, khalaqa. He made a structure. He made, you know, people's structure, body, you know, from from the earth, khalaqa, fasawwa. And then Allah gave the due proportions, fasawwa, meaning is, then he not only that, you know, he created, he made you from the earth, then he basically made everything proper, in you know, a proportion. So he made the eye you know he made the hand you know he made the mind he made the hair every single thing and also for the earth and for the sky whatever he created he put the things properly savva so basically means to shape the things and form them thing properly with due proportions so how big will be the fingers and how there will be eye and where the eye will be and how the head will be where the mind will be where the heart will be every single thing he planned properly and he did as it should be, you know he knows better than us. So خَلَقَ Walla وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ Fahada, And he is the one who determined everything. Meaning is what? He determined that you know what, what, you know what everything will do. So for example, he made the eye, he determined that eye should be used for seeing. He made the ear and he determined that ear should be used for hearing. He made the nose and he determined that the nose will be used for smelling He made the tongue for its function Every single thing he made and he determined You can't change it You can't change that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, You know, created the thing He made the full shape and form and and then he determined and then after that Then he guided Then he guided you that you use the eye for seeing He made the eye for seeing but then he taught you that you use eye for seeing. Then he taught you that you, know, you use your ear for hearing. Then he taught you that you, know, you use your mind for thinking and understanding. So Allah then he guided everybody. And that's why Quran says in other surah very clearly. Not only that, he guided people the both way, The right way and the false way. He told you properly, if you walk on this path, that's guided. If you walk on this path, that's error. So he make this thing. Very clear, and this, this has come in, in the Quran, you know, in a few uh, surahs. I'll just read uh, you know some of those uh, to make it very clear that how Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala makes you know. Uh, like for example, in one of the surahs, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says in the surah at which is coming soon. Laqad mm-hmm. fi We created the mankind in the best structure. With eye, with the air, with the mind, with the thinking—all that thing, the best structure that's possible. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala created the p- uh, p- uh, people. Just you know, Surah, to, Surah to Yunus, the verse number thirty-four and thirty-five. If you look, just feels you know, just Quranically full of these things anyway but just I refer to few of the surahs to make them, because in these surahs you know, things are very, very, you know, very like summarized way. Quran says in Surah Yunus, the verse number 34 and 35, to make very clear that why you have to glorify your Lord, why you have to thank him. The so Quran says, ask them, all those people, all those idols that you worship, all the jinnis and human beings who, who you worship and you think they are Allah's partners, ask them, is among them anyone who starts creation? You know, is there any jinnis or any human being or any idol that ever made anything? And then when those things die, then recreate them. They bring them to life again. Is there anybody like that? Tell them, Allah is the only who starts the life and then he repeats the life, he makes people again to the life Where you, you turned And then Allah said. Ask them among all those idols and among all those things that you worship other than Allah is there anyone who guides people to, to the truth? Tell no. Allah is the one who guides people to the right path, the right thing and then Allah said that the one who guides to the right deserves more to be followed or the one who himself cannot guide unless he is guided. You know, your idols, they can't do anything. You do something for them. They can't move anything. You have to move for them. Who deserves to be worshipped? So you know, Allah makes very clear that you, know, you need to glorify him. You need to worship him. Why? Because he is the one who does everything and no one else has done. No idol, no jinnis, no human being, no sun, no moon. They never created it. They themselves have been created. They have been made. That is surah and then again, you know, if you read Surah to shamsa the verse number seven eight, which is coming later on, you know, there again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it very clear. You know, they can see the people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how made them, how shaped them and made them right form. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired them what is right, what is wrong. And also, you know, this taswiyat Quran has mentioned, in you know, many, many surahs. That we, I don't think we have much time to go all those. But simple thing basically, Quran has been using this thing again and again. The Quran to remind you that tahlil, creation, sawwa, fa- fashioning the people, putting them right form and proportion or in right order, and similarly taqdeer to deter- determine every single thing, and then guiding to everything. It all done by Allah alone, and no lord other than Allah has done. And it's so nicely done, really, that nobody can make any problem with that. You know, th- Just think, really, that if you are you know, renting a house from someone, renting a home, and you're living there, and you're paying your rent, and then after that, the owner of the house, he asks you to leave the house. You, know, you can negotiate with him. You can delay this thing. You can you know, make it a big problem. You can force him to take the case to the court. You, know, it will come, you can do something like that but to how you know quran says qaddara allah has determined everything when allah subhanahu wa taala did things you have no negotiation your entry in this world determined by him your exit from this world is determined by him you cannot negotiate when he commands you to leave this world nobody can negotiate nobody can have a problem nobody can deny nobody can rebel it is such a big determination and everybody accept as a fact so nobody in the, uh, in the whole world can rebel against that. Nobody can say, no, I'm not going to die today. Nobody can rebel. Just think really properly that how he has done and how he made you. You are thinking, your mind, you can't change it. He determined your parent. Is there anybody who can change their parent? Is there anybody in the universe who can say, no, I don't like these parents. I want to have new parents. Can they do this? Just think properly. How he determines properly? He determines everything, people's entry in this life, people's exit from the life, people's actually people's, things around, your language, he determined. You cannot say I only can speak my own language. I create language and then I speak. Can you do like that? Even your language has been made before you came into existence, every single thing. Can you say, no, I, you know, I want to walk on my head, not on my feet. Can you change this thing? Just think properly. How, how, how exactly has done determination properly your eye you cannot say I want to make my eye to become on my bike you can't make it like that the way it is you have to accept it. You know, and, and your thinking your mind the way Allah made people can never catch it Quran say, Qaddara. he planned properly determined properly and not only that then he showed you how to use them so you cannot, you cannot basically even change that you can misuse if you want but he, he guided you if you want to miss you you will be punished for that There are Quran says, so we have given you eye for right purpose so you are guided you can use your eye to see things which you need but you also can use your eye to see things which you don't need which are harmful to you Allah has given you ear to hear things which you need but you can use your ear to hear the things which you don't need why? because he wants to test you know, how obedient you are because the way of Allah is that he created everything and nobody was there and then once you came with a full human being now he wants you to follow his commands because for this body which has been made by him if you follow the command of anybody else it will be corrupted the only one who can tell you how to use the body is the one who made it if you use the body according to the command of someone else it will be corruption it basically misuse and it is going to harm your body use your eye as he commanded you Use your hearing as he commanded you, use your mind as he commanded you. If you people do like that, then they basically can benefit themselves and they can please the Lord. If they don't use properly, they can harm themselves.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences, such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar, and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship, and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdean.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourself.